Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Today's show is brought to you by the award-winning NordVPN. I've been using Nord for years now because it secures my internet traffic and keeps my data private, especially when traveling or on public Wi-Fi. NordVPN has servers in over 60 countries, does not log your data, unlocks Netflix and other geographic restrictions on entertainment content, and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. To save 70% on a subscription, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com slash NordVPN or use the promo code BT. Future. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Tara Christopher. She's a. Ah, let me try that again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Tara Christopher. She helps busy people live healthier lives. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. It's actually selfishly, I'm really interested to have you on the show because this is something I've kind of been struggling with the last little while. And I know. A ton of people out there that listen to the show and kind of, I think anybody in their adult life, at, at the very least, will struggle with this or, or something, at least for periods of time, even if I think they are very motivated to kind of work out all the time and whatnot. But maybe before we get into all that, let's get to know you a little bit better and maybe start off with where you grew up. I grew up in Levittown, Long Island. Okay, very cool. So walk me through your growing up and how did you become kind of a coach and, and what made you passionate about, you know, health and living a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I was an AAU competitive swimmer at the age of five. Oh, wow. Very cool. So, yeah, so I really became active at a very young age and I really didn't know any other life outside of, you know, being a swimmer. It was almost part of my DNA, the culture of my home. And I just grew up and everybody knew me as, you know, I was going swimming after school. That's, that's what I did. So at a very young age, I just thought that this is just the way that life was. I came home, I ate, I swam, and then I did my homework and woke up and did it all over again. So I think I'm fortunate than more fortunate than most because that was a lifestyle at a young age. And I think that, you know, that's, that's why it took me a little while before I figured out really how to help people across the board. Interesting. So how did you, though, keep at it into your adulthood? Because I think a lot of people played sports growing up and then, you know, maybe they go off to college or and maybe they keep playing or, or going doing sports and other activities. But I think as they get older and they maybe get married and start having kids, I, I know like people use it as an excuse, whether they want to make time for it or not, that sometimes like actually living a healthy lifestyle or playing sports or, or keeping up with that just kind of falls away because it doesn't become a priority. How did you keep that 
a priority in your life? And what advice do you give people to make sure that they do that as well? Well, I'll start at the end and then I'll go backwards. The reason why it's worth doing it is because you can tell your kids anything you want, whatever they see you doing, that's their future. So that alone is worth staying healthy in eating right and just having a healthy lifestyle. Because if that's what you want for your children, do it. Because that it's like being a leader, whatever type of leader you are, that's the culture that a company creates. It's the same thing with home. But as I started at a young age, I also started to do different type of songs. Like I did a swim-a-thon, a walk-a-thon. Um, and I, I had to raise money and I knew that it was for awareness of different diseases. And that like really put a fire in my belly. And I just loved that feeling that I was using my body and I was raising money and I was doing a really great thing. That was also at a very young age. But then as I was getting older, around the age of 17, I had stopped swimming. And then at the age of 17, I had my first job at Lucille Roberts, which reveals my age right there, because when I started, they still had belts. And, um, you know, the gym didn't even open yet. So I was doing sales and there were a lot. It was a female uh, business, uh, gym. It was only, you know, females. Okay. So they'd come in and they'd ask, you know, me different questions and I would educate them. And I felt really good about that because there were all these moms and coming in and they were looking up to me and they wanted an answer from me. And I thought, wow, like this is a pretty big deal. I'm 17 years old and people are looking to me for an answer. And I kind of had that answer more than most because I had been doing it for so long. And I feel like I was always into, you know, eating healthy. And I just knew that it made me feel good. And um, so I think just having that extra inspiration of having a job at a young age did kind of keep me going. And, you know, that's why, you know, somebody might listen and be like, well, it's easy for her to say because, you know, she always did it in her life. But, you know, I too got married and, you know, had some rough patches in my life. And, you know, had three children. And even at one point, I was a single mom with three kids. So but I always turned back to exercise. So like, a great story. When I was 20 years old, I had my first broken heart. And I mean, I was destroyed the real deal broken heart. That's when I did my first triathlon. So I used that as a healing to get over this hump. So I didn't, you know, and it was grueling, believe me. I mean, my mother basically was like, come on, let's go. We're going to the the ocean because at the time I was, you know, going back and forth to Long Island. And I did. That's kind of how I overcame it. And then even later in life, when I wasn't exercising as much, but I always kept it part of my life. But it was one of those rough patches, we'll call it. And I said to myself, you know what? I have three kids. I'm doing the Ironman. It's always been my dream and I'm going to take out this nine months of my life and really focus because I want my kids to see that I I overcame this horrible time in my life through bettering myself. And that was being, you know, doing something that made my dream come true. And they were all there for that. And it wasn't about going fast. It wasn't, it wasn't any of that. It wasn't about how my body looked at the end of that. 
It was based on my mental health. And that's really when I started to say to myself, wow, this is, this is deep stuff. This isn't just about, you know, looking good. This goes well beyond that for me. Interesting. So how do you work with people to actually get them healthy and, and actually care about this stuff and, and modify their life to, to work this stuff in? Because it's got to be obviously depending on uh, the child, like the person, it, it could be probably easier or more difficult, but I think at the core, and you kind of mentioned this earlier, people know what they need to do. They just probably don't make it a priority. Or what are your thoughts around that? Uh, well, yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, some people make that a priority and other people, they, you know, especially I feel like if you're a business owner, everything is more important than taking time out to exercise, right? Sure. Everything. Because you believe that. That's the story that you start to tell yourself. And then all of a sudden you reach that point where your business, you know, reach whatever level you wanted it to. You have, you know, the family, the kids, the house. And now all of a sudden you feel like crap and you're like, okay, this like really sucks. And you know, what do I do now? And that, at that point, you have to really stop and say to yourself, okay, I need to reprioritize my life. Like all of a sudden, all of these things that everybody wants to put before their health, then all of a sudden, like, you wait, if you don't want to wait too long, right? And, and then all of a sudden, you're like, you start to fall because you don't have any fat twi uh, twitch muscle fibers left to like prevent you from falling or osteoporosis. You don't want to wait to that point. You want to be able to, you know, be the best parent that you can be and, and start speaking to yourself differently. Because what I tell people is if you want to buy time in your life, because, you know, the whole concept, oh, we don't have time. I have fantastic news for everybody. Once you start eating healthy and exercising, you will buy hours and hours of time in your brain. Because think about how much time that is hijacked out of your brain when you're not being healthy, right? All of a sudden you're like, oh God, I should have exercised. Oh, you know what? Tomorrow I'll start. Oh, look at how crappy I look in this outfit. Oh, I don't even want to look in the mirror. Oh, don't put me on social media. I mean, I can go on and on. And, you know, your brain is just constantly talking to yourself like that, right? Yeah. yeah I think about that. 100%, right? Well, and the other thing, too, is if you took if, if you took that, like if you start actually getting healthy, you could take that time that you're worrying about other things and not being healthy into actually maybe building a new business or working on your current business or maybe just spending more personal time with your friends and family or like how, like walk us through that. Because I, I think that's kind of like getting people to change their mindset around that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. First of all, you have no idea how much thought that is stolen from your life by not being healthy and having an exercise regimen and feeling good about your body or feeling good about, you know, the path that you're on. Because all of a sudden, if you're, you know, let's just, let's, let me give you an example. Let's say every day I'm going to run at six o'clock and then on Sundays I'll create my meals, right? Yep. Now all of a sudden you've just lifted hours. You no longer have, you know, uh, you know, brain fatigue just by thinking about what you're not doing. You're so structured that you only need an hour a day to exercise and your food's already taken care of. 
So now your whole world just opened up. So guess what happens? You start having creative thoughts. You start building better relationships because one thing that people are not talking about out there, and I promise you that when I tell you this, you're going to be like, wow, that's so true, is that when you are unhealthy, it affects your relationship, your intimate relationships, because you have to be snappier. You're not thinking as rational. You know, you just don't feel good. You might be feeling insecure about yourself and you can tend to not be as nice, right? Now, all of a sudden you're exercising in the morning. You might be tired at the end of the day, but the feeling of what you've accomplished is so different that the way that you're approaching life is just different. The way that you're treating people, your outlook, the, you know, the time that you just put into your business of your, you know, creative ideas that might come up and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, your time is different. Just think about how many hours that you could be putting into, like you said, building a new business or a business that you might not have thought of. And you know why you couldn't have thought of that earlier? Because you were too busy beating yourself up. So what's that you don't even realize? And, you know, they seem so, it seems like such an irrelevant conversation, right? Like, oh, well, I don't feel good in my clothes right now, but it's not because those conversations go on all day long. You know, we've all had that moment where you're like, don't put me in that, in that Facebook picture. Yeah. No, I don't want anybody from high school to see me looking like that. All of those types of thoughts that you don't realize you're doing. Interesting. But how do you work with somebody to get them up to working out an hour a day and, and meal planning. Like, is, is it really that big of a lifestyle shift or change? Or or do you kind of start people off a little bit slower and say, you know, work out 20 minutes a day and then work up to 60 minutes? Or how does that kind of work? Okay, well, I mean, I, I personally have, a, you know, a 12-week plan for people. But just think about how hard any change is. Sure. Think about the person who wants to quit smoking, right? Yeah. It is absolutely brutal. It will take up their whole entire life. So, yes, it's, it's hard, right? It, it's going to be hard to change. But if you really want it, you have to make up your mind that you're going to do it. And that's how I walk you through it. You have to, it's like I always say, it's not really a mind thing first. It's a heart thing first. If you really want to build an, a successful business, right, you're going to do it. You'll put anything aside, even your health. Now, all of a sudden, you need to redesign that and say, you know what? I really want to be healthy so I can continue on and be a great leader and have a great business, but I need my health first. Because if I don't have that, then there will be no business down the line. You know, as, as far as even putting money towards your business, putting money into your life or, or you know, so uh, yeah it definitely starts with small changes. And then once you start becoming conscious and I break somebody into thinking every time they're making a move. So at first it takes a little bit more work. Like you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to go for a 20 minute walk because that's how I want to start my day today. And do you ever notice that if you're exercising, then you almost feel like you have to eat healthier? You know that feeling? Uh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, because I think like, well, you like, like if you have like a cheeseburger or something before or after, it's usually dreadful working out, right? Or or after you just exactly. feel gross. Yeah, interesting. Right. 
So, and I'm not saying that because you're exercising, you will eat healthy, but at least you'll feel really bad about it. And then you'll think twice about it and say to yourself, you know what? I felt so bad the last time that I don't want that same hangover. You know, it's like how many times, you know, it's like going out if you drink too much and you wake up and you don't feel good. Well, then maybe, you know, if I have to get up for work, I'll eat healthy because I want to wake up and I, I want to feel better. So that's, you know, I, I really start to put little drops into people's heads and how they think. Where are they parking? Are they parking at that first spot? And I know this sounds so typical. But at the end of the day, it all means something. Because if you just keep on moving, which is my tagline, you know, all of a sudden you'll say to yourself, okay, all right, look at that. I only had 1,800 steps. I thought I moved more than that. Now, just because I walked up the stairs a few times and, I, you know, I am parking further in a parking lot, okay, I'm definitely getting more steps in here. My life is changing a little bit because – it's almost like you ever notice when people get older, they shy away from stairs. Yeah, interesting. Okay. I tell people not to shy away from stairs. The older you get, the more you should be taking stairs. You don't want to lose your regular functioning of life. And I educate people. You know, it's, you know, you don't think about losing your muscles every decade and your osteoporosis and, you know, your posture and, that's like a whole endocrine system in itself. And people aren't, you know, you don't realize that your muscles are signaling your brain. Your muscles are pumping your blood to your heart. So what type of pump do you want? You know, so it's, I'm always trying to feed people and educate people really what's going on in the body. Like, don't just look in the mirror when you wake up in the morning, say to yourself, okay, how am I feeling after week one of these small changes? Now, you can't just wake up, you know, and just start doing 20-minute walks. Of course, you have to go to that next level. But I also try to remove rules off of people's heads. Because somebody like me who is the culture, right, it's easy for me to go to the gym. But somebody who, you know, they have a different state of mind, they think of exercising as, oh, I have to go to the gym. I'm embarrassed to go to the gym. No, not really. You don't have to hit the gym to exercise. I'll tell you right now, I have clients that I take right outside the door. And they never have to see the light of, of a gym. So what makes somebody happy? Is kickboxing going to make them happy? Is hiking, biking? I live in a great town in New Jersey with a great bike path, right? Does yeah. that make somebody happy? Interesting. So, you know, you have to figure out really what makes people happy. Are, are you the type who is better at working out at home? Because then you can just get yourself some bands and weights and, you know, I'll tell you how to kick your own butt at home. So you have to fit. It's not a a one, you know, it doesn't, everything doesn't fit. There's no, you can't read the magazine for the answer. You have to tap within yourself. What will make me get up and exercise? If I roll out of bed, uh uh-huh. No, I was just going to say, sorry to cut you off, but I was going to say it's kind of like, starting a business, right? You basically have an idea, but you need to figure out what what works for you and your business. It's the same with your own fitness. Like the maybe this is a bad example and you can maybe give me a better one, but I always hated the list that say like 10 successful things that billionaires do every morning. And it's like if you're not a morning person, 
like, why would you force yourself to be a morning person or, or vice versa? Just because you read some list of like successful people that are morning people do these things. It's like, if you like, why would you force yourself to wake up at 5.30 or 4 a.m. to do 10 things if, if and, and you're like, no, 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 I'd rather stay up late and, and maybe do those things later in the evening or right before we go to bed. Like, is that a kind of a good example to relate to or, or what are your thoughts around that? So loving that you just said that because I am personally not that early morning Yeah, I person. hate it too. And there was a point, right? And you felt guilty. There's a point where you read or, you know, watch these things and you hear people say that, and I'm talking years ago, I'm not, I'm not talking about today, but there was a point where I felt guilty that I wasn't a morning person. How crazy is that? Interesting. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. But I'm so far past that because you know what is the most underestimated thing that humans need? Sleep. Interesting. So I, I almost fall that, like find that to be a terrible piece of advice because if you are that person who needs sleep, get your sleep. Like I have a son right now. He's at the Naval Academy and he's in plebe year. And I'll see him and he'll tell me he did something. Like he just finished boxing. I said to him, sleep. Whatever you do, if you want to get through plebe year, the moment that you have an open space, you sleep. Because that's how you're going to survive. Interesting. And so, yeah, sleep is everything. Because then you don't want to injure yourself. As, as a matter of fact, you see all these plebes in the summer and they're injured. And it's like, you need sleep. They're, they're getting them up at five o'clock in the morning. And, you know, obviously they have a system for 250 years that seems to be working. But I'm saying, like, if you're forcing your body to do something that it does not want to do, that's how you hurt yourself. That's how you don't think clear. Some people think better in the morning. Sure. Some people yep. think better at night. Right. I'm, I'm better at night. You need to figure right? out what works for you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why there is no 10-step plan. I, right. I love that you said that. It drives me crazy because it can give somebody advice. It can feed them. It can give them some ideas of what might work for them. Sure. Or you but try one I, of those things know. in the evening, right? Like, I, I don't understand why it needs this, exactly. like, weird time on it, right? Like, it's such a weird thing. The the other thing that I, I think is kind of related to that is I've always kind of like I, I don't think I'm like uh I'm not like I I've been struggling with like fitness. I don't think I'm like super like overweight or anything and and, and like my wife's really into it and, and so she kind of drags me downstairs and we kinda of work out together and I find that that really works out for me. But but the thing that has bugged me over the years is the the trendy kind of workouts or you like activities or like I don't really necessarily want to pick on one or, or the other but you know what I'm talking about there's like a trendy exercise thing or some sort of club that does this new hype yeah. type style of working out and, and then you know they're all gung-ho to get you to join and I I always it just kind of annoyed me and then eventually the trend dies out and all those people that were trying to get you to join are, are like not doing it anymore. And I always found out like, it's just, it seems to me, and you can again, correct me if I'm wrong, that you need to obviously figure out what works for you, but you don't need this elaborate place or routine. Like there's simple things that you can do for minutes a day with 
you know, maybe a couple weights or, or, or a few pieces of equipment that don't need to cost hundreds or thousands of dollars that you could do in your own home. So I guess the point I'm trying to get at is it can be very affordable and not as much time consuming or a commitment to be at some specific location at a specific time every day or every week. Like, what are your thoughts around that? I love that you said that because you know where that does come in handy? Another idea. Okay. So in other words, let's go back to when I was 17. That was Jane Fonda's world of calisthenics, step classes. And I recently used that because I speak at a doctor's office once a month. And I get this group in there. And it ended up that everybody was like, yes, I exercise. And then by the time I had them moving... It was dreadful to really see the physical shape that they were in. So I decided to go back to my years of Jane Fonda and show them calisthenics, just basic calisthenics to rebuild their body from the bottom up and just start from scratch. And then you have, you know, let's say, you know, there is, you know, now boxing now or, you know, what exactly, like you said, the new trend. Look at that new trend and say, hey, you know, if you like that, if that works, then great. That's terrific. If it has the time slot and it floats your boat and you will exercise, then that is a great trend for you. Right? Yep. But if it's not, don't think that's the answer. Think of it as an option. Okay. Yeah. No, 100%, right? Because people seem to... Just, just like buy all this equipment or, or take all these classes or, or try this new kind of fad thing. And then you talk them in two, three months and that piece of gear is collecting dust or they sold it or they're not going to these classes that you're, they're, they're still paying for. And you're just kind of like, okay, like, I, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, I'll give you the good news. If you go to the blue zones, they're not at the gym. Okay, the blue zones is where, you know, the most people reach 100 years old. Okay. They're just living life. They're, they're still farming and they're moving. It's, it's very social. Uh, they're moving. They're eating fresh food, uh, med- you know, basically Mediterranean diets. But they're not hitting the gym. Okay. But the thing is around here is that we do have a different culture. So that's why I did do a 90 day campaign of just keep on moving because it's the concept that if you, if you find that like you're sitting around a lot and then you get up and you're like, Oh, you better start stretching out. Right. If all of a sudden you feel like, okay, I'm losing my flexibility, then maybe it is time to attempt a yoga class or learn how to stretch because you know, you don't want to lose your flexibility. You don't want to lose your muscle tone. You want to stay, you know, physically active, that you could be moving around and function in life. So it's like you want to have a business and, you know, not be paying medical bills, right? So how are you going to maintain a healthy lifestyle that will fit in to your schedule? And that's what I'm trying to get across to people. You know, if you have to go to the bathroom, go the long way. Like yeah. just kind of keep on, and I'm not saying that that's it, but that is a great place to start if you can't get yourself off the ground. And that, well, go to Five Below and get yourself a bunch of exercise equipment. It is so cheap there. Or a Marshall. 
it, it's so inexpensive. And then you turn on the YouTube, a YouTube channel and you're like, Oh, look at that. You know, I can do a whole entire workout on my staircase. Wow. Yeah. And, but and is that, that going to you? work for everybody? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Enough. Or, you know, if you have a hill by you, go up and down the hill, sure. right? You'll be amazed on how much that'll kick your butt or start out with, uh, I had actually that class the other day that I was telling you about, and I had them doing wall push-ups. So it doesn't take much time for somebody to go over to a wall and start doing push-ups and see where they're at. Are they able to drop down on the floor and even maybe start on their knees? But what you do find out is how weak you are, right? Sure. I'll do What I do when I have these people, because I'm not giving them a whole exercise class. I, you know, I'm, I'm there to educate them. But what I will do is take exercises and I'll say, okay, do this exercise. And they're like, wow, that's really hard. And I said, yep, that's right. Because you don't even realize, you know, how much, how weak you're getting. And they're like, ooh, wow, that's really good. And they'll start sweating. I'll have them stand up against a wall, put their hands straight up and drop their shoulder blades down. And just have them hold their shoulder blades down, right? So they have to use their lower traps. And some people start to sweat. And I said, yep, that's right. That's why you need to eat right and exercise. Because if you keep going down this road, it only gets worse. And I can promise you that that is a promise that will be kept that if you don't exercise, it gets worse and worse. And people's lives shrink, right? All of a sudden, like you are running away from the stairs. As soon as you're running away from a staircase, you know to reevaluate your life. Because now your life shrunk. You don't want to be able to not run up a few flights. It's actually one of my friends. She's having, you know, she was telling me, you know, we just actually became friends after many years on Facebook. And she said, yeah, my son wanted me to run up a few flights and I just couldn't do it. And I said, well, then you really need to rethink the way you're living your life. Because at 50 years old, you should be able to run three flights. That shouldn't be until further down the line. But it depends because everybody's aging at a different pace. You can have an 80-year-old and they're still buzzing around, but really, if you evaluate it, what did their life look like? How active were they? They were probably doing a lot more than they even realized. But everybody's body definitely ages different. And, you know, it's not worth trying to figure out where you stand in that. It's better to get in front of it. Don't get behind it. Don't start waiting until your knees hurt. It's funny. I was listening to a, a podcast the other day and he said, he said, yeah, you know, those pictures where you see those old couples and they're living their whole entire life around the retire when they retire, it's like by then they feel like crap. <laughs> and he's absolutely right. That's the truth. Sure. So you want to live a full life. You want to live your life holistically. And as soon as you start telling yourself why you don't need to have that in your life or that you're putting it off tomorrow, you need to stop yourself and you need to say, you know what? I, the, I'm, that's just my own brain. That's, that's, don't listen to that. That's a lie. You, you know, when you're lying to yourself, but you just have to be conscious of it. You have to tell yourself, yeah, no, that's a lie. Or you ate, let's say a really greasy hamburger and fries. And then you say, you know what? I already had a bad moment. So forget it. I'll just start tomorrow. No. You don't have to start tomorrow. You can start right now. Okay, you blew it. Okay, right now I'm going to start. Because if you keep living like that, 
you know, you'll be on lots of meds and then you'll have other problems because of, of, you know, man, I'm not saying anything is wrong with medicine if you need it, but I'm saying if you are on it because you have an unhealthy lifestyle that will lead to lead to the next thing and the next thing. And by the way, now your business is getting taken away from you again, right? Because now you have to go to the doctor. Oh, and then you have to get this checked. And it's a whole domino of the fact that, you know, you don't think about, and you don't, you don't want to wake up in the morning and say to yourself, oh, you know, today's the day. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you know what? Forget it. Because I guarantee people do that day after day after day, right? Every day it's tomorrow. And by tomorrow, as soon as you do one thing that blows it, you're like, yeah, forget it tomorrow. Yeah, interesting. And then you start questioning yourself, right? Because then you're like, wait, why did I say tomorrow? And now I blew it again. And then you get mad at yourself again. Yeah, and it's like a vicious cycle, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a vicious cycle. And your brain is absolutely hijacked. And you don't realize it. You have no idea how much time you're spending instead of just doing it, which is a great reason to not be a procrastinator. I tell my children that all the time. I'm like, you know what? Just do it. And I'm not even talking about exercise. I'm talking about everything in your life. If you have something to do and you say, oh, you know what, I'll do it in a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot to do it. Now you have that in your head. You didn't do it. And then it's like, it, it, you know, it just starts to chase you after a while. But just do it. But how get do it you, over with. But how do you get over that? Because procrastination is even you know you need to do something, say like right now. And if you don't feel like it, how do you force yourself to do it? Like, maybe that's kind of stupid. It sounds stupid to say it. No. I think a lot of people just can't physically force themselves to do it. Even if it's like, I have to send you an email right now and I'm in front of my computer. Some people are just like, I can't actually physically force myself to do it. It's, it's like a weird thing. I've, I've experienced stuff like that before even. Yep, because you know, honestly, okay, think about customer service, right? Yeah. So, and, and it all goes back to, you know, how you can overcome not exercising. Think about customer service. If, let's say you don't have something, right? Let's say you're selling something and somebody reaches out to you online and then you don't have it and you reach out to them immediately. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have it. Can I give you something else? I'll give you your money back. Who is going to be mad at you for that? Most people won't. Most sure. people will just be like, I understand things happen. But if you wait, then they get pissed, right? Sure. Yep. Then you have a problem. It's bad customer service, right? So think of your body as one, an investment, right? Your body is a currency. So it's customer service, right? If you talk to them right away, you don't have a problem. If you don't talk to them right away, you're probably going to have a big problem. Maybe bad feedback. Maybe they won't come back to you. Maybe they'll, they'll start telling their friends that you're, you know, bad customer service. It's the same thing with your body. If you don't, if, or procrastinating, if all of a sudden you're, if, if you're supposed to do something, what happens when you don't do it? You feel like you have something on your shoulders, right? Yep. Oh, and by the way, you br- your brain is once again, it's hijacked because now you start thinking about it. Oh, I should have just done it. Oh, I have this on my head. You know that expression? Oh, I have that on my head. But if you do it right away, it's off your head and you prevent damage. It's basically damage control. Interesting. So, and, but you have to be conscious. 
You have to say these things to yourself. You know what? Just do it, and I won't have a problem. Interesting. Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks, an all-in-one small business invoicing and accounting solution. I've been using FreshBooks for over a decade to send estimates for time and expense tracking, sending invoices, and collecting payments online. Then at tax time, I just generate a report that can be sent off to an accountant. To get a free trial of FreshBooks, please go to buildingthefutureshow.com slash FreshBooks. The, the other thing that you've kind of touched on throughout the show is like food and eating habits, but how do you work with people or what advice do you give people? Because obviously sometimes creating healthy meals takes an hour or longer or whatever. It's, and it's really easy to pick up something, some fast food quick, or how do you actually work in eating healthy without spending a huge amount of time and effort to either prepare it or, or try to find it or, or, or whatnot, or what advice do you have around that? Okay, that's a great question. And I do everything in my power to try to talk people into making their meals for the week. Because although I know that on a Sunday, if you do that, you say to yourself, oh, but it's so time consuming. Again, it's an investment of two hours for your whole entire week to be free. You don't have to think about food. You don't have to think about whether it's healthy or not. You just literally go into your refrigerator, you pull it out, you heat it, and you have food. So that investment is really, you're buying yourself hours. Oh, and by the way, you save so much money doing that. And once you start to get used to that, then you almost feel out of control. So a lot of times it's it's almost a feeling of like putting everything in control, right? It's like you want to prevent your brain from being fatigued from thinking. Where do I go to get something healthy? Oh, you know, I'll just grab, you know, a burger. Or, you know, how do you feel more in control? How do you have a holistic life? You know, oh, I have to put it into my business. No, actually, if you put two hours into meal prep on Sundays, you've just opened up your whole entire week for your family and your business. Interesting. Can I give you like an example that maybe will help people kind of give another angle to this and you tell me if it makes sense or not? Sure. Like Steve Jobs used to basically wear the same turtleneck and, and jeans and shoes and every day of his life because he just didn't want to think about what to wear today. It was just like, this is what I wear. I don't worry about it. I have, you know, maybe 30 turtlenecks and, you know, 30 pairs of the same pairs of jeans. But it's just when you don't have to think about it, is that kind of the exact same thing you're thinking about with food? It's like I sort it out on Sunday and I don't have to worry about it until next Sunday. So it's just like something you don't even have to think about. Is that a good kind of other example of that? Absolutely perfect. Interesting. Absolutely the perfect analogy because it's all about reducing your thinking. And the more that you reduce your thinking on, on minimal, like, okay, if you laid out your clothes every, if you're the type of person who doesn't and you start laying your clothes out every morning, think about how different that that is for somebody who struggles on what to wear in the morning if they just roll out of bed, take a shower, whatever they do to get ready, and then they put their clothes on. Think about the time that they save. Sure. And I guess so, like, yes, it yeah. absolutely. And I guess even if it's you save five minutes a day, you, you save, you do that a handful of times a day, you're looking at, you know, close to 30 minutes, right? Yes. And it's also, it's preventing fatigue of the brain. 
you did not have to think about what you were wearing in the morning. Imagine you don't have to think about what you're eating. Imagine every single day you knew you were, oh, okay. Let's say everybody in your audience can afford a personal trainer and everybody in your audience had a personal trainer for one hour in their day. Imagine nobody had to think about what time and what to do to exercise. Interesting. Right? So think about the time that just opened up in your brain to get creative, to, like you said, come up with a new business idea, spend time with your kids, go to a sport event and not, and be able to focus on the event and not think about what you need to be doing because you had enough time, brain power to do it in the middle of the day. And I know people, it, it, it doesn't sound like all of these little things are taking up so much time. I promise you it is. If you wake you up tomorrow it. morning, yeah. absolutely. If you wrote down every thought, which is about 60,000 thoughts, you'll be amazed at how repetitive that your thinking is. Right? So how do you sure. change repetitive thoughts? You have to change. So imagine you change repetitive thoughts of beating yourself over the head over the things that you're not doing or the things that you want to do or your health or, you know, you don't want the way you look or how you're going to dress in the morning and all of these things. Imagine putting everything into control and laying things out for yourself, how easy that your life becomes besides the fact that you're less stressful. Sure. You've just reduced stress. Yeah. No, interesting. The other thing that I want your thoughts on, it's kind of going back to the food thing, but I I think it's, it's kind of really relevant is you obviously mentioned you've had kids. I have younger kids. And and sometimes like, how do you prepare healthier meals that you obviously will eat? Because sometimes like as an adult, you're like, well, this is healthy and maybe it's not the best tasting thing, but trying to get your kids to eat healthy too. Like, are you preparing them a different type of meal like, how do you get them to eat healthier with you or that they can see you at least eating healthier, right? Because it's really easy to give your kids, like, chicken nuggets and fries every day and or pizza or something because they love it. But, like, how do you get them eating healthier with you? Well, it's interesting because I don't call that food. Okay. It's so funny that they that, – you know, you know what's so interesting that you just said that? I was at a store recently and, this, and the, you know, they're having um, a, the, a food – you know, um, uh, you know, you bring in the food and I'm, I just like, just went blank, blank, uh, sure, for yeah, the, yeah. whatever they're bringing in the food for the poor. Okay. This okay. woman brought in lucky Tom's. Okay. And I thought to myself, what is the point? Like, wh- why would you feed somebody who needs nutrition? Lucky Tom's? Like, just don't bring anything because it's just not food. You're not feeding them. You're not, you're not adding value. As a matter of fact, you're stealing from the child you're giving them artificial color and sugar and they'll crash and they they didn't get anything out of it so take that money and just keep it as far as i'm concerned and i know that sounds so bold and harsh but it's the truth so not and i'm not saying like nobody can have anything bad it's, it's not like that i'm not severe in any way because it's never a reality some people can do that but in general it's, it's hard for people. So, you know, when you're feeding your kids, just think about years ago, if you look at that Woodstock video on YouTube, they're all skinny. All these kids, mil- you know, millions of people, you know what they ate? Meat, potatoes, and vegetables. And that's really what I raised my kids on. 
meat, potatoes, and vegetables. Because think about it, yeah, right? You get your protein, especially boys. I'm finding that my boys, are, like, they crave protein. It's, sure. it's just incredible. Uh, and that's, it's funny because even at the tailgates with the academy, the, they, the uh, midshipmen, they love steak, right? It's almost like they're craving it because they're exercising so much and that's what their bodies need. Well, it's the same thing. If you look at your children and you say to yourself, you know, it's nice to give them chicken nuggets and french fries, but that's really, it's not giving them anything. It's not, it's not, it's not going to help them. It's, it will calm them, maybe their mood, because, you know, they're not hungry anymore. But if you basically just think meat, potatoes, and whatever, you know, like meat, vegetables, or fish, vegetables, or, you know, vegetables and rice, or, you know, just kind of go basic. Big salads are always fun. I know a lot of kids struggle with that. So you kind of have to, you know, make it a little bit more fun, like, baking vegetables kids can have a better appeal to like it doesn't have to be you know steamed vegetables for your kids because that's not a reality most kids are not drawn to that you know and it's hard to get them to eat it as soon as they see green i know my one was you know <laughs> as soon as they saw green he's like green and i'm like stop you know and over time he did you know he did overcome that but you know so it's you have to just go back to the fundamentals interesting of, how you know we grew and simplify everything you're doing try to figure out how you can feed your children feed yourself exercise and have a healthy lifestyle without putting too much thought into it you want your children to exercise go for a bike ride with them right kids don't sure. ride their bikes around to their friends anymore or take them out watch let them see you do a 5k you want them to get active let them see you do a 5K. Sure. I would say one of the biggest impacts of my children's lives was my Ironman. Sure. So, it's, but it's, it's minimizing things in your life so you open up your world. And, it, you know, think about how you're thinking. Think about when you're rolling out of bed. You roll out of bed, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you put your clothes on. You go downstairs you, or, or upstairs or wherever you're going, you're, you're eating, right? Let's say you decide you'll do, I don't know, protein shakes or eggs and avocados or something that is really going to satisfy you for hours. So you go to work and then you have that plan. Now you have your, your ready-made uh, meals going. So you have your lunch, you have your dinner, you know, your your actually this is very interesting recently i found a supermarket that they sell all these great different meats that i just loved and i would just go and buy seven days of dinner okay because you ever go into the grocery store and you come out and you have nothing to yeah. eat oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. you're like oh, oh that's great i have nothing to eat that's terrific well <laughs> now this specific grocery store i go to and i will buy seven days of meals so then I go into my freezer and I'll pull that out. And that's, you know, basically how I feed my kids and I'll feed them that night. Oh, you know, you try to make it interesting for them. And cause I remember, okay, years ago, uh, I used to get them Amy's spinach pizza sure, and that's yeah. how I'd get that spinach into them. And I tried, or when they were babies, I would, um, put the 
the baby, not when they were a little bit older than babies, I would take baby food and put it into the marinara sauce just oh, to kind of give them vitamins. So I would do tricks like that, but I didn't want to keep going with that because eventually I wanted them to eat it. So I'd let them see me eat it. Okay. And eventually, because you don't want to force it on them. But once you start forcing things on kids, you're losing your battle. But if they see you eating it, eventually they'll say, you know what, can I have one? Or you say, okay, you know what? I'll tell you what, you don't have to eat it if you taste it 10 times in a row. Eventually, after the 10th time, they're like, you know what? It's not that bad. Interesting. If you, if you try one, you don't have to eat it after that. If you really hate it after 10 tries, you're done. Interesting. That was smart. Then maybe they really don't like it. Sure. Yeah, fair. You know, and to be fair to kids, they don't have to like everything. But as long as they're seeing you do the right thing, and it becomes, I'll use that expression, the culture of the house, that will ultimately be their fallback in life. You know, let's say they do go off. Let's say they go to college and, you know, who knows what goes on. You know, college is not the healthiest time in our lives, especially if we're away. I mean, for some, I happen to have been, you know, into health and wellness when I was in college because I was teaching men too. But I know most people were not. And let's say that they go down that road They'll feel bad about themselves naturally, and you don't want them to feel bad about themselves, but sort of, you want them to turn around and say, you know what, I'm eating really bad. I don't feel good about this. Let me, I can't, or I can't wait to go home to get a healthy meal. You don't want them yeah, to say, to be at college and eat, you know, uh, chicken fingers and french fries, and then think about that that's their home meal. Yeah. You want them to look at home as that safe zone. And when they're eating healthy and doing the right thing and they see that that's what the culture of the house is, that's actually safe. Sure. So you can't give them too many choices. No, that makes sense. That makes sense? No, 100%. The, the other thing that I want your thoughts on is um, alcohol because a lot of people – like I'm not saying obviously if you're binge drinking, you probably need to get help. But like the people that are in sales or other roles where they have lunches or – dinners or, or events and that were you're maybe not like obligated to drink but in a lot of cases it's kind of awkward if you're not at least holding a drink or kind of nursing one through through the night but what advice do you give people around kind of alcohol and especially when it's almost it's not like forced on you but do you know what i'm trying to get at like there's certain events where it's yeah. like people like bring it up it's like oh i'm not drinking tonight it's like well why you almost get like grilled because you're not like drinking it's like even if you have like one like one drink, they would be fine with. But if you're just like, no, I don't really, I just want like a water or a pop or juice or something tonight. It's like sometimes like people give you such a hard time about it. You're just like, fine, I'll order a drink just to like end this conversation. Or you can tell them the truth and say, you know, I'm, you know, trying to create a healthy lifestyle right now, so I just want to stay away from it right now because if I have a drink, I might start craving salty foods or, okay. you know, you can come up with like your line. You can have a line and it could be your truth, okay. you know, or I've been, I've been eating so unhealthy for so long that I just want to stay away from alcohol and eat clean for a while. But, you know, I'll catch you next time. You know, I just don't want to mess up a good thing right now or just hold a drink. If you don't feel like hearing people or, or get a seltzer and just squeeze a lime into it. Nobody knows the difference. Interesting. Okay. So be, just be and, um, again, yes, exactly. And again, it's like, if you have a healthy lifestyle and you just had, you know, a nice piece of fish with, 
you know, on top of a huge, nice salad or, you know, vegetables, and then you have yourself a, a glass of wine. It's no one thing that kills people. It's, you have to be consistently healthy and then you go off. That's okay. That's life. You know, it's like, I don't like the whole, I'm on, I'm off. I'm on, I'm off. Okay. How about we have a healthy lifestyle? And then if I have a big piece of chocolate cake, I'm good because tomorrow I'll just be healthy again. And don't take that piece of cake and say, you know what? I blew it. So forget it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. No, erase that. That is telling yourself a story that is not real. You are not done because you have that piece of cake or one bad meal. Just move on from that and just don't look back. Don't feel bad about it. Don't be kicking yourself. Just move on. But if you just keep making those bad decisions, that consistency is what kills people. If you're binge drinking or you're drinking on a regular basis and it's, you know, hurting your relationships and you have a problem, that consistency is what will destroy your life. If you're eating healthy and you have an exercise regimen in your life, and you're doing that consistently, that's what makes you healthy. Does that make sense? 100% makes sense. But we're, we're sadly out of time, so how about we close with mentioning where people can get more information about yourself and any other links you want to mention? Sure. Well, my blog is tarachristopher.net, and you can find my book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and it's 50 million pounds in America, which we didn't get to speak about, which I'm kind of bummed about, which was um, uh, a movement that I had done in the South, which maybe we could speak at another time. And um, you can reach me basically either which way. On, in my book, my uh, email is there, and KarenNewLife37 at yahoo.com, and feel free to email me and get in touch with me. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time under your day to be on the show. And I look forward to keep in touch with you and have a good rest of your day. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.